Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's show. We are thrilled to have you today. We are talking about my favorite subject, and that is adaptability, something near and dear to my heart. Yes. Hi. Hi, Riley. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be along for this ride. I know we realized that we could have turned this one episode. This is one of your your sort of passion issues or passion topics. Could have yes. been many, many episodes. So we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, I feel like this could be a whole series about, you know, how to live a limitless life. But we'll see, like you said, where we wind up. So let's talk about what we mean when we're talking about being adaptable. And I think People use the word in a lot of different settings and contexts. So as I like to do, let's try to put some definition around it and give ourselves some structure in our adaptable conversation. (laughs) You follow some rules. Yeah, Um. exactly. (laughs) So when we're talking about adaptability, we're talking about an ability or willingness to change in order to suit different conditions. So what does that mean when we're referring to adaptability versus flexibility and resilience? It really kind of means if you're adaptable, you're able to change based on whatever's happening around you. If you're flexible, you can do that pretty easily. And when you're resilient, you can do it when it happens unexpectedly, right? And maybe even enjoy it happening. That's how I look at it. What do you think, Tova? Yeah, I think that that makes sense. I definitely, um, you know, right before we started, I was looking up the definitions as well of resilience, because that's, to me, that is a word that I've always, you know, tried to gravitate to. I've always hoped to instill that in my kids. But I think that this concept of adaptability, it's not just being forced to change. It is being able to change, it's it's recognizing that you need to make a change and be willing to make those changes depending on the situation. And just so our listeners know, you know, we originally launched this podcast or thought about it in the context of the pandemic and how it exposed a lot of issues within our society. And we've touched on some of those. And I imagine we're going to continue to touch on those as time goes on. But when we started talking about how, you know, we haven't really done a deep dive into the pandemic episode and we're okay with that, but that's what spurred on some ideas to have conversations about things like shoulds and things like, especially adaptability and this recognition that you need a change because there's different conditions, there's different circumstances. And if you stay rigid and structured, (laughs) it's not going to work. It's it's not going to work. Right. So, you know, when we're talking about adaptability, we could be talking about adaptability as an individual, 
we could be talking about adaptability as a corporation, a company, a small business. We could be talking about adaptability as an entire country. We could be talking about adaptability as a culture, right? Adaptability applies across the board to any system or structure that you could want it to apply to. It's just an application dependent upon whatever it is you're talking about. So, you know, as individuals, I think we will kind of dive into that topic in a second. But I think it's important to note, like you just said, Tova, we're living in the time of a global pandemic that has uprooted everyone's lives and has exposed something that has existed for centuries, which is some some systemic issues, right? From issues related to the way in which we treat people of color to issues from the way in which uh, men and women are treated differently. And so those issues obviously have existed for forever and the exposure that they have received due to kind of the pandemic and the way in which it has uprooted our lives obviously has shown us, some of us, um, more than others, that we need to become more adaptable as a culture, as a country, as businesses, as individuals. And so it trickles down, and I hate using that term, but it, it trickles down. As long down. as you're not talking about economics, I, I think it's not, fine. Because that is a failure. <laughs> um, it, it, it runs through everything we are doing. And so becoming adaptable and changing to meet the times and the needs of what has now been exposed to people who perhaps hadn't been exposed or had been unaware in the past um, becomes more and more important as time goes on, right? And as the pandemic goes on. Yeah. And I have to say, I mean, just on a, on a smaller level, but bigger than an individual, um, while I don't wish a pandemic on anyone and, and there have been, as we know, great loss as a result of this pandemic, mm, Yes, I have been inspired to see the way small businesses, at least in my community, have been adaptable. And I'm missing in my head the first half of the saying, and it ends with the mother of invention. <laughs> but it's, it's a Sunday morning and I don't have the first half. Um, <laughs> yeah, but now, and now, of course, I'm not thinking of it either, but I know exactly what you're referring <laughs> <Yes>. to. <laughs> but I mean, the, the way that the small businesses in our community have adapted by being creative and by being forced in the situation and either made neat to go options or turn themselves into catering companies. And and when I say catering companies, I mean catering companies for like a family of four versus like a wedding of 400, you know, or it has been inspiring to be honest, to see the way small businesses um, in our community have taken the challenges, you know, and they had a business plan. And if we attach that to individuals, we have a plan, right? We have a plan, even if it's a daily plan or a system or expectations for what our kids are going to be doing when they're in first grade, third grade, 12th grade for those seniors, right? And we have all been forced, some more than others, to be adaptable and to change our, I mean, we've, for the most part, been forced to change our plan, whether we wanted to or not. And I think 
you can look and use these small businesses examples as examples of the ones that begrudgingly changed their plans because they were forced to, but they tried to stay as close to their previous business model as possible. And then the other businesses that were forced to change their plans and said, what can we do better? What can we do different? How can we grow? And they looked at it and they thought, maybe this isn't the path that we were on. Maybe this is a better path, or maybe it's not a better path, but when we get back to whatever the new normal is, and um, we are not there yet, I'm just standing by that statement that this is not the new normal, but when we get back to whatever that new normal is, we will have a stronger, more diversified business plan than we had before. Right. So I think, you know, the takeaway from what you're saying in a lot of ways is that when faced with adversity, if you can embrace a mindset of ingenuity and growth, which in and of itself is an adaptable mindset, you are more likely to be successful. Now you will face failure. You will inevitably face failure at some point in your life because that is a part of life and failure can take many different forms. And dare I say, if you don't even try to shoot for failure once in a while, we can talk a little bit about how to make your life more limitless, but okay, yeah. back to the point. <laughs> yes. But, you know, if you don't um, embrace any sort of mindset of growth faced with this level of in- adversity, you, you certainly won't grow. You will just stay stagnant. And so in that stagnant state of being, where can you go, right? Stagnancy by virtue of its own definition means you don't grow. You stay where you are. And if you're faced with what we're faced with now, that means you're not going anywhere. And in fact, you will probably shrink. And so just thinking it through logically, right, you're you're not going to succeed. And so what we've seen, certainly in, in the work that I've done on, in my other jobs, working with small businesses, you're not, you're not going to succeed if you're not willing to be adaptable. And adaptability requires a mindset of willingness, right? You have to be willing to embrace the change. And it might be scary. It might be terrifying. It might be overwhelming, all of those big words, but you still have to do it. It's either you choose to do it or, or you stay stagnant. And so in talking about these things from this larger scale, we're talking about, as you were just mentioning, it is necessary that you embrace that growth mindset. But if we take it back to the personal, which is where we really want to be in in this podcast and where we want to focus as an individual, when you're thinking about your life and you're thinking about what we talked about last episode, whether you're focused on these shoulds and ought tos and, oh, I should be doing you know, the laundry instead of writing my business plan because it's piling up and I've got to get it done Um, and all of these things, right? If you take the time to do the things we've talked about throughout our series of podcast episodes so far, and you've tuned into that inner voice and you've had your journals and you've really listened in and figured out where it is you want to be going, adaptability is going to be a key skill that you can engage with to deal with changes so that they don't derail you from your ultimate goals, right? So you've set your goals, you've broken them down into mini steps, and then boom, life throws you a curveball. 
And you have to figure out what to do. If you have figured out a way to engage with an adaptable mindset, then that curveball is not going to derail you from everything you've built so far. So adaptability is key to being able to continue to move forward because inevitably life happens and things come up and they get in your way. Do you love what you're hearing and want a little bit more? Do you just think we are really funny and want to laugh some more and spend a lot more time with us? Maybe you love us for our heart to hearts. I think that's it. If that's the case, join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Our Patreon community offers members an opportunity to dive even deeper into what it means to live a limitless life. We are here and ready if you're all in on this journey with us and want more of us in your life. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly for that extra sauce you always dreamed of. And now back to the show. And I would argue that adaptability also just allows you to, I don't want to say the word flourish. I don't want to put pressure on people in a pandemic that, that you have to be flourishing, <laughs> but, but it, it can allow you to reset your expectations to make changes so that you can, I guess the best way to say it is sort of adjust the, the line that you're trying to reach so that you can thrive in your environment. And, you know, whereas thriving a year ago at this time might have looked like successfully getting a week a week where everybody got to their sporting events and you didn't miss anything and you made it to your appointments and you went out to dinner and you didn't, you know, all of these things. And then come last April, thriving was a really good sourdough starter. You know, it's, it doesn't necessarily always mean that you are moving forward in the way that you, are. I don't want people to be confused to think that we're re- talking about like reaching big successful goals. Sometimes it just means that you are willing to adapt so that you can find success in your everyday life when life has handed you change, almost redefining what a successful day looks like, which we've all had to do this year. That's true. It does, however, sometimes mean big successful goals. So COVID, I will continuously temper each other. I um, would encourage you to be willing to think about it in both ways. So some of you may need to, and there is no judgment in this statement. So if you're hearing judgment, um, it is your own judgment. There, Some of you may be looking at it as was just mentioned, and that is, I've got to get through this week, which is often me, let me just say. I've <laughs> got to get through this week, keep my kids alive, feed them, and, you know, get my bathroom redone so that I don't have to go to my parents' house to take a shower, right? <laughs> that may be. That might be you. That You're might be that you. <laughs> also known as that's my life right now. But some of you may be in a different place where, you know, you are about to launch, you know, your business that you've been dreaming of for 10 years and you are about to like set off on the most successful path you've ever had. And that's also possible, right? So don't limit yourself in any way, one way or the other. But the, the key to adaptability is understanding what it means and how you can apply it to your life. So, 
you know, adaptable people routinely reinvent themselves, right? So right. maybe you have been on this progression and maybe even in the last seven episodes or eight episodes of our podcast, you set these goals and you've been going through them and you're like, yep, I'm on my way. This is great. And then you hit one and you're like, mm, I don't know, maybe this isn't what I wanted. And you've really tuned in and you've gone, I don't know, this isn't actually what I thought it would be. I've attained this goal and I don't particularly like it. Adaptable people look at that and go, okay, I'm going to make a change. And they don't judge themselves for it. And they don't go, I should be doing this because this is what I set out to do. They go, this didn't work. Now I'm going to choose a different path. And that's okay. So that's part of being adaptable is recognizing that the path you were on is not the right path or is the right path, right? So yeah. I know it's getting a little confusing, but being able to be adaptable allows you the flexibility to look at the goals you've set for yourself, to listen to your inner voice, to take the time to talk to your bold partner and say, this is the path I took. These are the goals I set. I've done them and it doesn't feel right. It still isn't connecting. Or I haven't done them yet. And I've spent four years on this and it's, it's not what I want. It's just not, life has changed, right? Like, Sometimes you do get to it. So both Riley and I, you know, different routes. We've already discussed that, but we both ended up at law firm jobs as, a, you know, as attorneys at law firms. And at one point, both of us said, this is no longer where we want to be. And it certainly wasn't that I wanted to be a lawyer my whole life, but certainly for the last large number of years from the moment that actually hit table that I was a server out of the restaurant and said, you should be a lawyer that I started actually thinking about it. And then, you know, between that and then the LSATs and the law school and the bar exam and clerking and, you know, this had been our trajectory. We had put a lot of time and energy and money mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. this goal. And we both at one point for a variety of reasons said, this isn't our goal anymore. This isn't where we want to be. And we got, we have to do something else. And I have talked to a lot of women who have had that similar experience. And like you said, there is a lot of judgment and a lot of it comes from inside because, and I think an adaptable person recognizes that changing course or changing the way that you're going to stay on course, to be honest, right? Changing how you're staying on course doesn't represent failure. It represents listening to yourself and knowing what needs to be done. Yeah, I agree. I think redefining the concept of failure is also an extremely important method that adaptable people enact in order to kind of continue functioning. Because if you are adaptable and you are routinely reinventing yourself and embracing change and taking risks and looking at obstacles as opportunities and all of those things, then you are inevitably going to, quote, fail at some point. Um, I know I have, and it's a painful, painful experience for someone who is a perfectionist like myself. And so in order to sort of mentally survive that experience, you have to find a way to reframe what other people might define as failure as more of a success, right? And so I like the way, Tova, you define failure. I don't know if you want to talk about it a little bit, because I think the way that you talk about failure is more as if you can fail or you can, I forget how you phrase it exactly, but I think it's very smart. You can try something 
and fail, but you, you can, you can, you know, you can sort of like, I forget how you've phrased it. No, I have no idea. And I'm putting you on the spot and you can't remember. I I mean, listen, I I have feel, I have strong feelings about failure um, to be honest, um, because I think that for me personally, a lot of my life decisions were made with the goal being to not fail. And by doing that, I was staying on course and I was not taking risks and I was failing to be perfectly honest. Like I, but it, it, you know, depending on how you define failure and the way I define it today, I was failing because I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing and I wasn't thriving. But I think there's some important things when we talk about failure is that a, I don't think we should ever be ashamed of failing. Um, I mean, I'm in the sales industry now and, you know, there's this whole concept of going for no, right. And you, you go and you sell things and you try to get no's because it means that, you know, you can move on to somebody else. I mean, you are actually going to fail and by failing enough times by percentage, (laughs) by statistics, you are going to succeed if you fail enough. And so, Um, there is this concept though, that I think is really, really important. And it is, you know, one of those, I kind of have a list of things in my head that if I, if I leave my kids with nothing else, but this concept, I would be really happy, which is that you can fail and not be a failure. This is it. This is what you always say. Now I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) I got there. I got there. Um, that, that failing is often what is necessary to succeed. And just like you can do something that even you might say was not the best mom move, and it doesn't make you a bad mom. Yep. And people who look at failures and things that you have failed at as something that you tried, you failed, you take away from it what you can, right? You see it as a learning opportunity, a growth opportunity, if we want to pull the growth mindset, I'm really proud of my boys' school because I really focus on the growth mindset, which hopefully has served their children well this year as they're dealing with having kids. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. If you see it as this growth opportunity and you don't attach your personal value yep. to it, then that's what it is. And when you, if you approach it differently, like I did this and I failed and thus I am a failure, those are the folks that tend not to be adaptable and don't grow and don't thrive and don't succeed. And I think you and I have talked about this because in conjunction with the podcast, we are also launching a company and we have a lot of, a lot of things that we want to do with the company, whether it's our mastermind class or whether it's individual consulting and coaching or working with other companies, like whatever are those things, because we have a lot of them and And that's just our first round of what we want to do with this company. We have already had conversations that not everything we want to do is going to work. Some things will work better than others. Some things will work well, but need to be tweaked. And we continually talk about when we are planning out calendars or schedules or how we're rolling things out, that we will take something from it and then we will see if it works and be ready to change it if it doesn't work. Because the overall success 
of our company for us together is more important than pretending everything is perfect. Right. Are you looking to connect? Do you want more from your relationship with our show? You may think this is a Match.com ad, but no, we're asking you to join our Go Boldly Together Facebook community. That's right, friends. Join us on Facebook at Go Boldly Together and help us build our bold society of limitless women. Let's connect, converse, and laugh together as a community. Plus, we promise no weird pics like you might find on a dating site. That's right. See you on Facebook at Go Boldly Together. Back to the show. What I love about, and I'm so glad you got to what I was trying to remember, because I think it's just so essential that we all learn. And some people are so much better at this than others. I am not great at this. And it's something I work on um, daily, that we separate out our actions from our self-worth, right? Uh, particularly in this realm, because if we connect our success to our self-worth, then there is so much hanging in the balance that it becomes paralyzing for a lot of people. How do you, how do you do anything if, if your entire self-worth is caught up in your next move? Right. And so if you think if I fail at this, then I'm not a good enough person. I'm not valuable. I'm not worthwhile. Then how do you take that next step? That becomes overwhelming and, and defeating even before you've made the move. And so I think it's really, I just want to return to that so that people really hear that and take it in because if that's you, if you're listening and that's you and you feel that inside, if that's something that's you're going, oh my goodness, I'm doing that, really, really internalize what we're saying here. Because I know I spent a long time doing that and it was defeating and I couldn't move forward because I was going, well, if I don't succeed at this, then I'm not a worthwhile person. And that, first of all, it's just not true. And right. second of all, <laughs> it's just not. And second of all, it's... Um, it's just painful and it's not a valuable way to live your life. It's not, it's not good for you. It's not healthy. It's going to manifest itself in physical ways. It's going to interrupt your relationships and it's going to limit you. It's going to keep you where you are. And if where you are is not where you want to be, then this is something you have to break. Um, And so I think it's really important to just amplify that message for you that, you know, if you fail, you are not a failure. And that, you know, I don't know how many times, what, who is it? Benjamin Franklin, how many times did he fail to make electricity before he made electricity, Mm -hmm. right? That's the, I forget what the adage is, but it's like a lot of times. Well, Um, and all of, all of the times that, uh, you know, Babe Ruth striking out is another one people like to go to, but, but honestly, I mean, we could, if we wanted to, (laughs) and maybe we will one day, uh, put a list together of the failed companies Mm. that happened before huge famous Henry Ford sticks in my mind, but I I'm just throwing things out at this point yeah, um, before yeah. huge famous um, leaders of industry were successful, their failed companies, the, the drafts of novels that were thrown out by people, right? The first drafts that were destroyed, Michael Jordan, what well, he was cut from his ninth grade basketball team. And if he would have walked away and said, okay, I'm a failure. I'm never going to be good at basketball. We would have not had Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, 
Which Michael is hard Jordan. to even fathom, right? I mean, yeah. so many ways that that's unimaginable. But instead, he walked away. And I don't know uh, if he, you know, took his coach's tips or if he said, this is what I need to improve on and I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to get better. And now we have Michael Jordan. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but so I think it's a really important concept and it it does get back to this growth mindset, this ability to be adaptable. And I would say that adaptability goes deeper to also know and figure out what you what you need to succeed, right? So I'll go back to that Saturday a couple of weeks ago where it was a stressful Saturday for us. Yep. And in it, I learned things that we need going forward. Riley learned something really important about going forward, which is we're not launching anything the Monday after a weekend that I have my kids during a pandemic. Yes. Just straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I made that rule. Yes. we That is a rule that we have now made. Um, sometimes rules are good because during the pandemic, I don't have childcare support. I was dealing right. with guilt. I was dealing with desires. I don't, I shouldn't be doing this when my kids are here. I don't want to be doing this when my, you know, like there was, there was a lot. And so we, you know, we learned from that experience. We didn't look at it and say, well, this was a, a failure and we're never going to be successful and our company's done and we're horrible and awful. We said, okay, no. we, what, what, what do we take away from it? You know? Yeah. We um, debrief. I mean, here's the important steps. Let's, let's yeah. put it in a linear progression for people. I like we, linear things. We had our emotional reaction. We took a day. We had a rational conversation. We debriefed what happened and we made some, I hate to say rules, but we made some decisions. We made some decisions around our company and our relationship in order to do better the next time so that our lives were easier and that the process was smoother. Yes, we that's were. A, that's what happened. We right? were adaptable. We adapted to the circumstances. We adapted yeah. in the moment and then we adapted based on the inf- data we gathered during the process. Yeah. and and That's what I would say happened. So I think the farther we get away from that day, the more successful it will be <laughs> as a learning experience. Absolutely. I think we're still, you know, maybe a year from now, to be honest. Right. Um, but I also, you know, going back to this adaptability that we as individuals have had placed upon us as a result of this pandemic, I think that we have all been forced to be adaptable. And yet what it really means is there's some of us who have been, you know, all of us have had to make changes, whether it's going into that, wearing a mask, change number one, that's not something we did before. Um, And there are some people who have said, okay, great, we're going to wear a mask and I'm going to buy a bunch of different ones and they're going to be colorful and it's going to be fun and it is what it is. And we're just rolling with it. Right. So sometimes it's that ability to roll with something so that you can continue on with your life doing the other things that you want to be doing, right? And making tweaks and changes so that you can succeed and figuring out where you want to put your energy. I think all of that has to do with the concept of adaptability. And I think we can often learn a lot from our children because they, although it seems not always this way, but they are often more adaptable. They are more flexible. I certainly can say that my 
even, even looking at my kids, like my four-year-old was much quicker to pick up the ability to wear a mask than my nine-year-old. It was like, oh, okay, cool. We have to wear masks. Great. I want the one with the snowman on it. Like, you know, and I think that, so there's, there's big adaptability and dealing with business failure or a horrible book that gets rejected. I mean, it's probably a lovely book, but it gets rejections from publishers. And then there's the ability to adapt in your everyday life. And I would argue, I don't know why that's my phrase of the day, but it's what I'm going with. I would argue that very lawyerly. It is very lawyerly. Um, per our per our previous discussion, um, I would say <laughs> that the ability to adapt in everyday things can make it easier to focus on the bigger things and adapt in the bigger things. And I am going to go back to something that I always said is this is a great opportunity to try new things. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, whether you do what I do, which is do something new every month, just whatever it is, because it's a great way to practice failure. It's a great way to even like back when I was going places and we went and to places, um, oftentimes a new thing that I would try would be like a spa treatment, but like something that was like, I did that like frozen thing. I don't know what it was called, but I was like frozen and really, really cold, like a cylinder that was like super cold for like yeah. three minutes. And um, what made that different was I went to a different place than I normally go to. I had to meet different people. I had to, you know, I sometimes get anxiety when all, you know, like, I don't know where I'm going to go. What if, what if they don't have a bathroom as if a spa would not have a bathroom, but like in my head, it was like, what if they don't have a bathroom? Where will I go? Where do I put my shoes? I don't think that's abnormal. I think a lot of people get very nervous doing anything outside of their normal routines, right? Because routines bring the feeling of safety, comfort, and normalcy to people. And anytime you step outside of those things, it's different and you're not sure what might happen and what you might need to do. And that for most people, I think, I would argue most people find that very uncomfortable. So I think one of the other things that I want to mention about adaptability is that typically once you develop the skill of adaptability, and it is a skill and you can develop it if you don't have it, is that people with an adaptability mindset also tend to seek out things and experiences that bring them joy because they're curious, they're looking to feel positive, they're not waiting for happiness to come to them, they're seeking it and they're looking for the things that fulfill them personally. And so what you're talking about is sort of that development, even if you didn't love that particular experience, I don't know if you did or you didn't, but um, these sorts of behaviors are, I I don't want to just say like, it's not like hedonistic pleasure seeking. It is the kind of thing where you're looking for personal fulfillment because you're looking for positive growth in your personal life. It's practice. It's Absolutely. practice of doing something different. And the new thing, I put quotes around it. Nobody can see it. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, but the new thing was the three minutes in the frozen cylinder that has a very nice name. It has all of these great reasons that you do. It was very cool. Yep. It was very neat. <laughs> in addition to what it's called. Um, 
but what went along with it um, was the other things that go along with doing something new. So there was, there's these two components and it is excellent practice to try something that's not in your routine and figure out what you like and what you don't like. And, and also figure out, you know, what, what you like that you can take to your home. And I think that's been something that we've seen through this pandemic. My mom has had a Monday night Zoom call with her friends from college the entire pandemic. Like that has been a cornerstone and it has been incredibly important for them. And because they miss seeing each other, they miss all of their gatherings. And so they have been adaptable. Obviously it's not the same, but it's been something. And, you know, other people have made purchases for things in their kitchen that they really love or like blow up swimming pools in their backyards. And I think that when you are forced to adapt um, or when you choose to adapt, either way, it helps you figure out what are things that are really important to you what and what matters. Yeah. It also helps you learn who you are, right? Like yeah. if you're struggling to hear that inner voice, this is one way to help you kind of tune in because you'll quickly figure out, you know, what you like and you don't like by, try, by trying new things. Um, so in terms of trying to become more adaptable, you know, it's, it, as Tova has been saying, it's a matter of practicing. And one great thing about practicing is just from a neuroscience standpoint, it does create new pathways in your brain. I'm not a scientist, but this is something I've read a a whole lot about. The thing that I think is so great about learning new skills is that we know from research, not not we like Tova and I, but like the the scientists, I'm going to call them the scientists research. (laughs) Know that you can remap your brain. Your, your brain will map new pathways of, of firing neurons and all of those fun things so that you can create new pathways in your brain and new ways of thinking and new ways of, for things to fire so that, you know, you're engaging your brain in a different way. And that is important. It makes your it makes your brain work harder. If you take the same route to work every single day, if you're still driving to work, but even when the pandemic is over, because it will end. And one day we will be driving places again and going places. If you're not now, you know, if you take the same route to work every day, I bet you don't really remember driving every time you get to work and you're going, Oh, I'm at work. And sometimes you don't even realize how you got there. That's because you're on autopilot. You're getting there because you do it every single day and you're not really paying that much attention to how you got there. Right. So something as small as taking a different route to work requires your brain to work in a different way. And even those tiny little risks like that, like taking a different route to work, trying a different brand of coffee, taking a cup of tea instead, which I can't even imagine, but people do it. Um, you know, try a new new kind of makeup, uh, wearing bright colors if you wear black and, and gray all the time, trying new kinds of food, anything like that, you know, will encourage your sense of becoming more adaptable. These are small things that build the skill set over time as opposed to, you know, jumping off the cliff into like, I'm going to quit my job and move to, you know, I don't know, wherever, somewhere far, far away from where you live right now, um, which is a much bigger change, obviously. 
um, will help you build the skill set of adaptability because it's something different and it requires your brain and your mind and everything in you to think and work in a different pattern. Do you need more email? Have you not signed up for enough this year? How is your internet scrolling going right now? Let us help you out. That's right. It's time to subscribe to our Go Boldly Initiative newsletter and check out our shiny new website. Head on over to www.goboldlyinitiative.com to sign up right now. You'll stay on top of exciting news and upcoming events and get a chance for some fun freebies. At goboldlyinitiative.com, you will find info about us, the podcast, our Patreon community, and of course, everyone's favorite, merch. And don't forget, your inbox isn't really full until you hear from the Go Boldly Initiative. Back to the episode. Like many things that we've talked about over the last eight episodes, nine episodes, it takes practice. And so when we, and we know that we're talking to people who are coming from totally different perspectives. So some of you are like, yep, tapped into my inner voice, check. Like, you know, and, and I don't know if that's a thing because I'm constantly trying to hear my inner voice, but let's say you feel like really, you know, into your inner voice, you know, tapped into it. Let's move on. What's next. And other of you, you know, others are going the, what the, huh? There's a who in there talking to me. And, and so a lot of this takes practice. And so we aren't suggesting if you're not ready to jump off a cliff, um, But we do recognize that life throws change at you, whether you seek it out, which I highly encourage, or it just comes to you in the form of a lost job, an illness in your family, um, an illness in yourself, or um, challenging children in a variety of ways, or just something that you don't foresee in your future where you're going to be forced to adapt. I don't think that there are people who go through life who don't have to adapt. There are people who go through life who practice having to adapt and are able to adapt. And because of that, they can be resilient and they're adaptable and they can find the joy in the life that they have. And they can use that change to find new happiness if they need to, they need to start over if they get off that train and they zig and they instead of zag, like they've been doing their whole life and they've made significant changes to their life, you're going to need to be able to adapt or you're just going to be, I mean, really sad to be honest. Right. Or you're going to be fighting it. Right. Yeah. And fighting change becomes exhausting, right? We see it in depression. We see it in people who are anxious. We see it in people who are angry We see it in people who are battling against, you know, cultural change. It's just exhausting. And so if you can practice the skill set of becoming adaptable and resilient, you will find a more joyful life and a more adaptable life. And I think what we're saying, or I know what we're saying, is that that is a much happier life to live. So just a few thoughts on how to, I mean, I've said a few of these, but how do you practice? So one, you know, 
easy way to do it is looking for other perspectives and ideas than what you would normally embrace. Now, I'm not suggesting you go to fringe elements that are scary and evil. I'm suggesting things that maybe you don't normally look at. If you always read romance novels, yes. read some science fiction. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I was going to say, um, we all know I like books. If you follow just me on social media, in addition to We Go Bully, uh, you will know that I love books. And reading books that you wouldn't normally read yeah, can be so just a magical way to start the process when you can do it in the comfort of your own home, in your own bed, in your own safe place. <laughs> right. And it's as simple as switching genres, right? I'm not suggesting yeah. you like, yeah. you don't even have to go from nonfiction to fiction or vice versa. Just like if you read nonfiction all the time, switch topics, right? Like something as simple as that. Um, yep. Yep. Taking, start taking small risks every day. Like I was saying before, trying new coffee, different kinds of coffee, try a different creamer, I, I, you know, anything small like that. Learn a new skill in your field. Uh, we're in a totally separate field. There's so much out there right now, especially now. I know my, I keep sign, I'm signing my kids up for out school all the time. I know Tova is as well. Yes, I have. I've, I've signed up my kids up for out school. I've signed <laughs> myself up for Skillshare because they won't right. like us on out school. Um, but also there's so many apps, right? So I yeah. have the, the Duolingo app. Duolingo, yep. I'm, learn, I'm learning French for no, just because I want to. And I have the musician app to learn guitar. You can get crossword puzzle apps. Like there's just, we can use technology to our favor these days. Yes. So try something like that. Um, or if you, you know, if you are, um, I don't, I don't know if you're in any kind of, you know, profession and you think maybe I want to brush up on a particular skill, great time to do it right now. Everyone is putting everything online. It's a perfect time to do it and it will help you build and grow. And that is what we're talking about. So of course, the final thing, which we always say, find somebody to practice with, just look for somebody else who maybe is thinking in this way as well. If you haven't found an accountability partner yet or a bold partner, like we like to say, come to our Facebook group, look for somebody, feel free to post in there and say, Hey, I need an accountability partner. Who's up for it. I'm sure you will find somebody if you can't, um, you know, just slide into our DMS, let us know. And we will do our best to help you out. Um, because having a partner to talk things through with is so helpful and it will make life a lot easier for you if you have somebody to work on this with. Listen, the saying there's safety in numbers isn't just for like outback skiing, right? Like <laughs> there's, we, we are encouraging people to get outside their comfort zone and try new things, but it's okay to bring a friend with you, right? It's okay. Mm -hmm. Or find a new friend. You know, it is okay to balance that desire to practice new things and to find comfort. And I would also say it's nice to know which of your friends you can go to for trying new experiences, which ones, if you're like, Hey, I was thinking about doing this, you want to do it with me? And they're like, yeah, awesome. And then which friends you can go to for that wonderful cup of coffee that always tastes the same and just good conversation in their home. Like you can, it is, it is good to find sort of who will help do different things in your life. Yeah, for sure. So that is our episode. Thank you for joining us again this week. We will be back next week with an episode about relationships. We are, as always, excited to hear from you and have a great day. 
Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit WeGoBoldlyThePodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.